1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the sketch podcast. This is John and I am here once again with Bob Hickey and Bill Nichols. And before we do anything else, we really want to thank everyone who listened to downloaded and otherwise was a part of promoted Mm -hmm. uh, and otherwise was a part of our first two podcasts. We're extremely happy that we're now on iTunes and both podcasts are doing well, so we all want to give all of you a great big thank you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the podcast. And here we go. Today our subject is going to be building the perfect portfolio. We happen to be three people who have been dealing with this subject for many years, so let's open it up. What do you think about portfolios, guys?
2: Well, portfolio is, is uh, a couple of things. One, it's a it is a resume of your work whether it's writing portfolio or drawing portfolio but it shows you. Uh, it is also a representation of you in a lot of ways about what you're capable of um, in some instances it kinda depends on how long your portfolio is but uh, it can also show how you have um, progressed but hopefully you've uh, if it's really old, you've moved on to the, the newer samples but uh, I love portfolios I love I won't say I love being in portfolio lines but I learned a lot in portfolio lines and then doing portfolios giving portfolio reviews uh, sometimes it's hard to be objective about your your own work but in looking at someone else's their pages their talent you can see things that maybe you can relate to yourself and to and, and incorporate into your own you know repertoire but Uh, I love portfolios.
0: Bill, do you feel like there's two portfolios, though? There's a portfolio that you have on your table showing your work, which you can do from your early work to your current work to show progression. Mm -hmm. But that's not the portfolio you want to take to, say, Marvel. No. What you want is your latest six samples, latest eight samples, because they give you a few minutes and they're done. And they're either instantly impressed or they're instantly giving you criticism and move on. Correct?
2: Right. And and In just a few minutes, you want to show your best stuff. You don't want to bring um, the stuff you did six years ago that maybe it's your favorite story, but um, in most cases, people, their styles change and their uh, talent grows and uh, they learn things along the way. And... I mean I have heard it and it is a joke in some cases where someone will say that you know I left my best you know my better pages at home or they're <laughs> still on my drawing table. And, I've I've heard you know, it many times. Right, and you don't want to hear that if you're looking at, at at someone's portfolio because you want to see their best stuff now. Right. And get that impression now.
0: I think another important thing is to figure out what you want to do with this portfolio. Are you going after Marvel, DC, an independent thing with, um, image or dark horse. Are you going after like transfusion slash caliber or you want to do crime stuff or horror stuff and you need to build your portfolio around, or are you going after several things, which could mean you build several portfolios because taking a superhero portfolio that you would show Marvel characters, you wouldn't take that to like a transfusion or somebody like that and show it to get horror or crime work two different art styles, correct? Right.
2: Okay. Well, right. Uh, yeah, because you want to not only uh, gear it for, say, what company you're, you're trying to get work from, but also sometimes certain project or something that you think is your strength, whether it's strong mecha, you know, art, mm-hmm. uh, armored characters kind of thing, or uh, organic things, because we've seen, I've seen Iron Man done with some organic-looking armor, mm-hmm. not intentionally and then some very shiny armor and uh it's kind of your approach and it was, it you know also depends on your storytelling what you're what effect you're trying to achieve but uh yeah you have to gear not only your work for that few minutes that you're in front of an editor or a portfolio reviewer or whoever happens to be doing it uh but also some of the other people around you uh, right? because you not only you know are showing off to them but they're showing off to you and that's a a wonderful opportunity right there just to make friends but yeah you i mean you definitely want to think about who you're shooting for
0: right right
2: and what are your goals
0: see john i told you this is a good thing to talk about we got bill talking
1: yeah definitely <laughs> but i want to make real sure we're not jumping too far ahead of ourselves here okay. we're we seem to be kind of in the middle of the conversation okay i want to dial it back all the way to the beginning of the portfolio itself in the abstract does the portfolio look like okay. what what does the case look like like for me if you're serious mm-hmm. you cannot come up with a folder full oh, of paper no and lay that out on some editor's table you have no. got to plunk down the money and buy but, the leather portfolio no. with the pages
0: you don't even have to buy those anymore what we have I say we, of course, BlueLinePro.com. We have these really nice vinyl, eleven by seventeen portfolios because the the big publishers they their original artwork is eleven by seventeen. Right. And you can slide in copies or originals into these. The the pages are bound, and I think they're they're under fifteen. You know, they start around fifteen bucks, and and nicer ones get up to twenty five or something. They're cheap, and it's a great way to store. Yeah. Your books. You do not want to stand there and hand six pieces of artwork out to an artist loose leaf. That's the loose, worst thing. Yeah. You don't want to walk up with this huge 30 by 40 portfolio and set it up on the on the table and say, "Here's my art." No. You want to keep it what's a standard bill as far as quantity
2: of pieces. I would say a good target is 5 pages. Right. I mean, you could go 6, you could maybe go
1: no eight. more than 10
2: right you yeah, don't want to yeah. you don't want over to overwhelm somebody yeah because in that ten pages you can show a range of styles and you can uh, whereas in four to five pages maybe you caught somebody's attention but as they kept going they started seeing you know maybe something else and it kind of it's like showing if you're someone who can pencil and ink mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you if you want to be an inker or if you're more interested in being an inker your pencils can throw somebody off because you're I mean, I've seen that happen with someone showing both. It sort of diverts the, the attention away, right, um, from whatever maybe you're trying to do at that at that table for that company for that reviewer.
0: All right. So, so uh, let's look at this, and I'm glad, John, you backed this up. Yeah. You're a penciler. You want to show that you can handle from superheroes to again, like the crime noir, which seems to be very popular right now. If you're into the manga style and to the horror you need to show that you can draw
1: well that you're yeah, not, not just
0: stuck in i can only draw capes
1: yeah not just that you need to be able to draw regular people standing around not doing anything unusual i mean talking regular people head? standing around having coffee
0: Okay, another thing you is know? you need to be able to draw the same person they look the same right each time not there's not a difference and you know, you need to be able to draw a car kent looking the same several different times that you draw them. Right. Um now, I agree, ten pieces for a penciler is very good. Um you don't want pinups, you want storytelling pages. You want panels.
1: Yeah, at least at least a couple of pages of sequentials. Yes. If not four to five pages of yeah. sequentials.
0: Not character designs, not not oh I can draw a fancy costume. Um, I, a couple of those is fine, but still, especially, you know, you want to show that if you're, you're, if you're strong with doing covers, you want to show some cover stuff, but really you want to show that you can tell a story because that's what the the editors out there are looking for, Right. that you can tell a story. Now as an inker, you you always want a copy of the pencils on the left side, correct Bill? And a copy of your inks on the right side. Right. So that, and a good clean copy of the pencil. So the editor can look at it and question you, why would you put those solids there? Why'd you cross hatch here? Why is, you know, you change the lighting and this uh, all, you know, they're going to ask, and you want to give, they don't, you don't want to guess what you did. They want to look at it and compare. And, uh, again, you want to ink several different, samples. online. There's tons of places to download. Maybe we'll do that at sketch too. Maybe we'll, Gather up some inking samples and put high-res copies of them online for people to download. To uh,
1: yeah, I think ink a, that. I mean I got
0: some Mitch Bird, I got some early Greg Land, I got some stuff we could actually put online that they could download yes. to use as samples. You because know, yeah. how That's is it a good idea? Bill, you've done that probably more than I have. Is it? Can you find samples out there if you're you don't really know uh, anybody?
2: There are there are some pencilers who will share uh, their pencils. I'm trying to – I asked this on the Inkwell Yahoo group not too long ago, and there were a couple of um, suggestions, but off the top of my head, I can't think of them. uh...
0: So if we can build a resource at Sketch, it would be a useful resource.
2: Oh, definitely. Okay.
0: This is – remind me, guys, and uh, we'll start building something like that where we post every month. We'll post a couple pages up, some different – we'll try to get a variety of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think if we can get some inks for people to color, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that'd be a good additional resource.
0: Okay. Okay, sounds good. So we just added to the Sketch Magazine
1: site. Yep. Um, uh, Yeah, jumping back to that. uh, It's good if you're an anchor to show not only can you do, you know, daytime in the park with people and a dog. And superhero lifting cars over their head, but maybe an outer space scene, right? Or a noir kind of scene, a very dark crime sort of scene, right? You know, you need to show that you can go really dark and really light in the same portfolio so they people can get the idea of a range Mm -hmm. because any editor is going to want to know how big your range is. Right. If you can pull off the confines of whatever story that they're going to need.
0: Yeah, can you do Superman and Metropolis and Batman and Gotham right. as superheroes? And there's a huge difference between the two settings. And then yeah. can you turn around and and do a crime noir or a horror page? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. So, yeah, um, and then there's coloring. I think you can show samples of the size that it's going to be published, but you can also, you know, you should probably print out some larger size samples of your artwork. Cause need to say most people are digitally coloring if they're out there looking for a job. And uh, I don't see a problem with using an eight and a half by 11 portfolio for colorist or letters, either one. I think one of the biggest thing and I've seen it more in the past couple years is always have a full set of copies of everything in your portfolio, On the back of every copy that is stapled together is a sticker with your address, contact information, website, email, on every page. Not just a business card stapled along with the samples. Put it on the back of every single page in case it gets separated. Um, They hand off your crime noir page off to another editor. Hey, take a look at this guy. He looks pretty good handling this. Uh, You know, superhero stuff's so weak, but this is good. You know, the stuff can get separated. I've done it. Mm-hmm. So get your name on every piece of sample and always have plenty of samples of your stuff to give away. It, it's it's just it's a job application. That sample is your job application. You want to leave it.
1: But it's also important not to give them this gigantic sample packet.
0: Nope, those six to ten pages that you have in your portfolio. Yeah. So it reminds them of who you are. Oh right. yeah, I remember seeing this guy. This stuff's pretty good. Either gonna go in a pile of yeah, I'll contact them, or you're gonna hand it off to somebody else, or you might get an email and say, hey, you know what? This stuff's pretty good, but you need to work on this, this, and this, which would be a great follow-up because they cared enough to contact you.
1: Right. Now that is not to say that the business card isn't vitally important, and you shouldn't attach one. You it's not. Should. But, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. You should always have a business card. No matter what.
0: And the business card is a funny thing. I get handed tons of business cards. And it has their name and their contact. And I'm going, why do I have this business card?
1: Actually, the best thing I've seen lately that some people are doing, Mm -hmm. it costs more. But they're putting some of their work on the back.
0: Yes. I love it where it's like a full piece of their work on the back. And then on the other side is all the contact information that tells you why you have this card. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, it costs a little more, but ultimately I think it's worth it. Because like you said, stuff gets separated, stuff get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, editor might pull off the business card, shove it in his pocket, and, mm-hmm. you know, toss the sample in a box. Right. You and know, at, sa- when- thinking that, hey, I'll call this guy. I've got his business card in my pocket. Right. But, you know, if there's not something there that'll let him know, oh, this was the Inker kid... Mm -hmm. then he's not going to know i wanted to call him about inking
0: right right and at cons when you're packing up the end of the show you got many boxes
1: yeah everything just goes through a box or a bag
0: I always try to take a box and everything i get at a show samples artists stuff i walk around pick up stuff i try to support other artists and stuff and i'll buy ash can i really like picking up ash cans or posters or and they all end up in that one single box Right. So I know it's going to hit my studio. It's not going to get lost in the warehouse. But many other publishers, especially larger publishers, these editors are not in charge of loading up at the end of the day. So yeah. if your sample doesn't hit their personal, you know, folder or portfolio, then the odds are it may or may not get back. So another good thing you need to remember is ask them if you can send them a copy if they like right. your stuff right. well enough. Can I have information? to send you a copy because many times marvel dc your samples never make it back to the office you know if you're not handed a job then it's, it's yeah, real exactly. iffy so ask them can i send you my next set of samples can i update you with some you know stuff that you know i'm going to be working on get them copies and then constantly be sending them new stuff let them see that you are improving so portfolios are very important if, if that's the kind of Gig you want—they're important if you want to go self-publishing, because you got to have something to show. um The well, a distributor now asks that you have a full book completed before they would even consider carrying it. You know, there's there's very important for portfolios.
1: Well, one of the portfolios we're kind of jumping over, and you don't see him that much anymore these days. But the writer portfolio. Yes. Uh, we should we should probably mention that, um, you know what would a writer needs to have to give out. That's a little that's a lot harder to uh, gauge usually.
0: It is because many times your editors are writers, many times right. not always, but many times. Um, Bill, if I'm am I correct? You usually do a couple pages of synopses, a couple pages of synopsis like Marvel style, and then you do a couple pages quote-unquote dc style where you actually break down the panel the script the action and the show that you can write in whatever style they want
2: yeah yeah because you're just like with um, the others that are more visual within a few pages you want to show range that you can you know how far you can go with to suit whatever company you happen to be talking to or whatever project you happen to be taking on or want to take on so right so yeah you you have to basically show it all Right. But you want to do it in, not so much droplets, but you want to do it in a situation where they can absorb uh, quickly or at a glance. Because these are professional people mm-hmm. in most cases that, you know, occasionally you get you know somebody who it just happens to fall on them to do it. Right. But, uh, and that's usually not Marvel or DC, I guess, but they know writing, they know art. And it may be their personal taste and, and, and all that, but you want to uh, be able to show in a quick Session, because you only have a few minutes. What right. you can do, your best samples forward.
0: Uh, I I would say more uh, writers. They also need to have plenty of sample packs, copies, mm-hmm. and they need to show within a, a small sample pack their writing styles in different genres. They need to, you know show if they're interested in writing superheroes, they need to show r- superheroes and the the whole gamut of you know crime.
1: And I think know. unlike the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the writing portfolio, I think a cover letter. You know what? I, it's really the most important.
0: You know what catches my eye the most because this is a visual medium.
1: Mm-hmm. I've
0: actually had writers hand me a pack because I hardly ever accept writing packs.
1: Right.
0: That their buddy or friend of theirs did a cover or an illustration they used to sort of put and made as a cover to their writing. Right. And so they actually came out with a visual
1: like a logo or something
0: and, yeah, or even like a single character or scene yeah. or something and then they you know like a book cover basically i right. guess you're yeah. you talking here and you know it can be pen and ink it can be color it can be anything but because this market is so visual it's anything that can give you the edge right over somebody If it, that editor goes oh yeah that's for cool you know and then moves on um if it gives you the edge um, But I've gotten several writing samples like that in the past.
1: Generally, if you have a business card, you should probably have some image with it anyway. Yes.
0: Even writers, yes.
1: Yeah, even writers. So uh, even if you're just enlarging your logo somehow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at least it gives people something to look at. And they'll go, oh, yeah, I remember that pencil with the earphones on it, <laughs> uh, for example.
0: Right. Um, we've been talking about show portfolios. Yeah. Another way to do portfolios is, um and Bill probably knows this more than I do, is DeviantArt Art, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, online uh, portfolios. If,
2: right. Any place that shows where you can maybe download a gallery of pictures. Mm-hmm. But it, you can even do that on Facebook somewhat on some of the other sites. artesian.com mm-hmm. dot com has uh same capability. I mean there are more so maybe fine artists there I found, but yeah, there are several places where you can put your portfolio. You you sort of put everything in there, but you can make a portfolio folder even on some of them. Right. And uh, you know, refer people to that uh, online links and all that.
0: Okay, so we got deviantart.com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, you would be setting up what, like a like a photo gallery using the photo capabilities yeah, have, of
2: Facebook. You, yeah, you can do um, on okay. your page. You can do a under photos, you can just make a folder right. for that.
0: And upload um, your images as if they were yeah. photos.
2: Even right. comic space, which is still around. It's just not used that much or, you know, I've not found it to be used that much. We talked about that last time.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh It, that was probably the first time I saw, you know, really, I just really started looking at, at different people's um, samples and some of the work that they did. And some people put almost their whole book up, right, or at least what they were working on. So it kind of depends too on how easy it is to, Manipulate, format, and you know, downloading or uploading software or pictures or whatever. Some, right. some things are just kind of bulky, but those are, I don't know, fairly easy once you get used to them.
0: Right, and it's important to put that information on the business cards. Right. Um, you know, if you have an online portfolio and you need to update it, just as if you would do your show portfolio. You want to, you know, often post new materials, whether it's writing, penciling, inking, coloring. You want to post it.
1: What do you guys think of making discs or memory cards or something like that for, you know, to hand out your portfolio?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've gotten those. But at the time I got them, you know, I told the the guys who were giving them to me, um, I mean, they they brought their laptops and were showing me their coloring samples and they were really good. But, you know, it's like at at that point I have something that would play that. Yeah. And plus off, you know, whatever program that they use may not be compatible, mm-hmm. and sometimes you run into that too. So you have to sort of think about what you're doing and uh, you know, what you're going to invest in. Go ahead.
0: It's a cost, and and I'm sure it really works for callers more than just about anybody. But I think you almost yeah, do the sure. same with a uh, with an online page and a business card with the with one of your images on it, with a much smaller cost and an easier way to update it. Yeah, you know, online has offered so much to us just over the past few years that as artists we should be using. But yeah, I mean it's definitely a way, you know, I've gotten the small disc, I've gotten the business card size disc, I've gotten a full size disc with samples yeah. and stuff like that on it, scripts, just all kinds.
1: So maybe it's a good add on, but mm-hmm. don't make that your only No. Your only means of a portfolio.
0: Show me some hard samples right there to get me hooked and leave me with something that I can continue to follow what you're doing if I'm interested. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I think we covered, you know, making sure that you tailor your samples to the company you're trying to get work with. But uh, is there other any other particular thing dealing with samples of uh, of any variety? Well, actually, let's talk about comments mm-hmm. <laughs> when you when you're actually getting the portfolio review, or if it's a digital thing, when you get comments from people on your work. How best do you think people should deal with those? Because uh, I think we've all seen some people do it badly.
0: Well, realize that you're asking this person to employ you. So approach it as if it's a job interview. And and this person could be your future employer. So you should be as courteous and you should be as open-minded as possible. So, yeah, I mean, you approach it as if it's going to be somebody you're going to work for, you want to work for them. Be, you know, courteous and open and take the criticism. Um, thank them for it. They won't mind looking at your portfolio again when you bring it and see if you made the changes. But, yeah, you've got to be cool about it and realize that yeah, this- we all have to get better no matter who you are and what you're doing, even the top dogs, you know. Everybody has an opinion. And even if you say, well, you know, that editor, he's a writer. What's he know about art? He got to be an editor some way, somehow. So he must know something.
1: And, yeah, the two things that, that I that I was told that I think are the smartest things uh, that I've ever heard is, one, don't ever defend your portfolio. You're right. To the editor. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you know, everybody has an opinion. And maybe that editor is way off base but at least give their opinion a little bit of thought before you completely discard what they say. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe take something out of that. But like you said, you know, editor could just be a jerk.
0: Or they maybe could have a bad did... day, a bad yeah, chef. We could... all have bad days in bed.
1: Right. Or, you know, maybe they're jealous of your work. Who knows? But don't def- ever defend your work to them. And the other thing that I think is hugely important, you never, ever ever trash another artist no, no especially someone who has work right and you don't you know right. trashing j scott campbell right you know and he's got millions of dollars and you don't
0: yeah so don't don't know. show me your portfolio and says hey i'm as good as jim lee check this out right, right. um you know because at that point i really
1: you already turned him off at
0: that yeah point.
1: oh and the other thing is if you have adults-only samples leave them at home. Exactly. I yes. don't care who you're trying to get work for. Mm-hmm. Even if it's an adults only book, leave your adults only samples at home.
0: And if it is an adults only <laughs> book, you can say, I'll be happy to send it to you.
1: Yeah. I'll send it to you, but sure. you know, I wasn't going to bring
2: that around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, I've had people defend their stuff to me. I mean, I mean, you can sort of express your opinion about what you are trying to do, but you know, it's run the gamut from that to all the way to whining, mm-hmm. uh, you know, almost, uh, and not a good way, but I mean, I understand that people desperately, in some cases, want to be in the industry. And for every person that actually is sitting behind a table, there's you know a hundred other other people who would love to be sitting behind that table, no matter for what studio, what company, just for the chance of, of having that guest badge, even because um, people will read your guest badge as you walk through the convention. But you want to put your best foot forward in and not only your presentation but your demeanor, because uh, these are potentially colleagues, you know, colleagues that you may associate with. And if you're a jerk, then that's going to follow you.
0: Right. Uh, um, well, you know. you, you've you done more portfolio reviews than I have. Probably, John. Now, with ComicsMentor.com, you offer to do portfolio reviews, correct? Right. Um, what do you see when you sit down and look at a portfolio and you, you know, you give them your criticism? What do, what was the reply many
2: times?
1: Actually, before you get into that, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. okay, what
1: do you look for? And then say what you see.
2: Yeah. Well, the first thing I have to look at is, um, and if I'm looking at a sample cold, it's talent level, what they're trying to do, where I see potential, and you know, also the faults. What, what can be what can be fixed, what can be done. So sometimes I'll write back with you know, if I do it online, with what I would do, what I would try to do instead, you know, and it's always prefaced with, "This is my opinion," where I can make your th- make your samples better. If that is possible, and I've had situations where I've looked at somebody's portfolio, and I do it both—I do free ones, looking at samples, but also do what I call the full Monty where you know it's repetitive, it's I mean or it's you know, it's a repeat look at the samples as they develop. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I've done several of those. So, and there have been situations and guys are saying, you know, look at my stuff. They're good. They're really good. Um, maybe there's a couple of things. Maybe uh, just a couple of hitches there. Fix those hitches, and you know, know, one guy, David Hillman. I mean, I was looking at just looking at stuff. He asked me to look at his that he was going to submit to San Diego, and he came away. um, He, I just got a message from him today, and he was, um, he got to talk to guys at Dark Horse and got some positive stuff, and uh, IDW, somebody there, and uh, he didn't get to get to the big ones because they were so flooded. But I mean, I just really liked his stuff, and I said, if you don't have something positive going after this. Show, get a hold of me, and we'll we'll do comics, because he was that good, and, and you know, it it runs the gamut really. But that was a situation where there wasn't much that I could do to you know to change, because he was just on it.
0: All right.
2: You know, I I look at it's presented, and I I think one of the when I first started doing portfolio reviews for, oh I guess it was Night Press when, mm-hmm. when we were at Night Press, and you said how can you be so positive? How can he be so diplomatic? <laughs> I mean, we've been on the other side of the table, and I don't. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to necessarily, you know, make friends or, or just soften the blow or whatever. If I see potential, then I'll I'll bring it out. If I see something that needs to be fixed or can be fixed, or in my opinion, should really be worked on, whether it's backgrounds or line weight or uh, page layouts, any of that stuff then I'll bring it out and I'll bring it up and I'll try to bring your samples forward, mm-hmm. you know, and make them better, help you make them better because, because I want that for people. And I, I think that as sketch magazine, that's really what we're doing, not just showing people how to do a certain function in the, the industry and in the comic book creating process. But some of these people who are our audience, our readers are someday going to be contributors to Sketch Magazine, and we, I, we've had that happen in the time that I've, been, you know, my tenure as uh, editor, you know, it's come around to readers you know, who are now pros right. or doing pro work, and uh, or maybe they're something with, that they did in Sketch brought out, you know, some are doing Sketch Cards now, because they, they we've done its features on those, and that really got them thinking about what they were doing, and you know, that their career took, has taken a different path, but I mean that's sort of getting off the subject, but I—it's I, just such it's a growth thing that uh, from one portfolio, different things can happen. One sample or one set of samples, different things can happen. So right, and that's what well, I try to bring, you know.
1: Well, that's an old art school thing too—is you always try to find something positive to say before you go into what needs to be improved. And I think the one thing that most people forget when they're having a portfolio looked at. Is the editor is talking about your work? He is not talking about you.
0: Yeah, a lot of people take it personally.
1: Yeah, don't take it personally. It's the work. You are not your work. Your work will change over the years it's, if you work at it.
0: I, I've been there though. It's that's so no, hard. no.
1: I've been there, yeah, and it, yeah. you it, know, it tears you up. But
0: because you we do this in isolation, and, yeah. and you fight like, this is my best stuff. Right. Well, it's your best stuff on monday we, yeah. august 9th 2010 tomorrow it will be better but you it's hard for you to separate that so i agree with you
1: yeah oh. no it's hard but it's really something
0: you have you to do got, it
1: you you have to do it and you really if you're serious about this you have to grow a thick skin oh yeah you you've got to get used to the idea of being rejected 20 times before that 21st time that you get a job that's just the nature of the beast that's the nature of that's pretty much the nature of all business you won't always get every job you go up for you won't always get anything you go up for you know right right uh so you just gotta learn to kind of roll with those right know, do you always do your best always put your best foot forward but realize that you know it's not always your day.
0: Right. I try not to do portfolio reviews at shows because I've had people get in my face and basically go, well, who were you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'll go, well, you know, yeah, who am I? You want to show me your samples. But, you know, I've had the honor to work with people like Greg Land and Mitch Bird and recently Renee because I looked at their samples, you know, I looked at their work. And, uh, you know, I was I was able to help them along. They were able to help me along. But. Yeah, I've had people who just get all upset because you want to say, look, you know, you really need to work on your perspectives or you need to work on your figure drawing or, you know, this is real good here, but try to pick up over here. And they get real offensive about it. So, unfortunately, I try not to do it. Um, Luckily, I have Bill at a lot of shows. Thank you, Bill. Welcome. (laughs) And Bill seems to take the blunt of it.
2: Oh, I don't want – I've not really had – I don't think I've had anybody get in my face.
0: Oh, yeah. I have sitting behind that's the blue. Because you're a tape.
2: giant, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're pretty, pretty big. You're a giant.
1: No one can get to your face, let alone get in it.
0: When you stand up, you just look down at them, you know. Yeah. Intimidate yeah. them, Bill.
1: So I do it with a stool. <laughs>
0: a hey, that's what I will do. I will start taking there like a five-foot stool and sit on top of it and look down.
1: Then your Then your feet'll d- dangle, and you know then you lose your credibility when you start swinging your feet back and forth.
0: Right. Now, I won't do portfolio reviews behind the blue line table cuz I don't want what I might say about your portfolio uh, re- reflect back on blue line. Cuz if I'm looking at your portfolio, it's as another creator. So I will do it if I'm at the skystorm table or, you know, our studio table or whatever. But, you know, I I'll take your samples, if you have samples, and, you know, pass them on to bill if he's not there or somebody like that. But I won't do an on-the-spot portfolio review there. It's just, one, it's usually too hectic.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but they I should be buying stuff to make things. Yeah, they I of so. <laughs> Buy a new portfolio, portfolio. yeah. Exactly, Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we've nailed portfolios. What do you think, guys? I
1: think so. I
0: think so. John, updates. What have you posted last week? I was on vacation.
1: Oh, shame on you. Okay, well, um, let's see. We'll work from today backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, some some guys I hit fairly frequently because they're really good at what they do is a website called idrawgirls.com. For today's thing was a tutorial on drawing Seastorm, which was more important that they were drawing a female in an unusual perspective position rather than just, you know, the character itself wasn't that big a deal. But they were drawing her at at a uh, kind of three-quarter view looking over her shoulder. So Mm -hmm. it's an unusual perspective, and it hits on a lot of those things that most people who draw women have a problem with, which is making them look proportionate, not making the breasts or the behind look too big or too small proportionately so that one was uh that one was pretty good and then uh the uh guy who wrote the dc guide to digital comics freddie williams yeah freddie uh yeah he's got he's got a lot of great stuff on youtube and uh he recently did this little series where he goes through and answers questions And uh, it's kind of fortuitous that we're talking about portfolios because the first video in that series is him talking about portfolios. Cool. And the uh, second one I put up was him talking about touchscreen technology, how, well, how it really hasn't changed his way of working. But um, Mm -hmm. he does, he does mention the recent innovations with touchscreen. So the rest of it. I got on this kick about doing a lot of basics Mm -hmm. because more often than not, I see people who want to jump right into the middle of stuff without ever learning the basics. You know, if you can't, like we were saying before, if you can't draw simple things like cars and trees and buildings, you're never going to be able to pull off, superheroes and epic battles and rocket ships and things like that. So um, on last Saturday, I did a inking basics. Prior to that, and that was kind of a long one, that was a four-video one. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I did one on word balloons, just the basics of word balloons. Cool. And the basics of lettering. Uh, one video just on the basics of... Creating Comics, just a very basic overview of what it takes to make a comic book.
0: Right.
1: Uh, really short, but really, uh, really informative video on that. And um, then the last one, uh, I kind of tripped over this cute little craft project that this woman did where she made banthas, the <laughs> the the big fuzzy uh, animals that sand people ride. Right. Uh, she made Banthas, little plush Banthas. Huh. Um, and there was a little interview with her, and then there's a link over to her, over to a step-by-step on how she made these Banthas. So check that out. That's actually from the Star Wars blog. Okay. And uh, the pictures, you know, it's just, they're just the cutest little adorable <laughs> things. And uh, the person who took the picture actually took a Sandperson action figure and put it on top. <laughs> And put the uh little toy Bantha next to it and the thing absolutely dwarfs the little toy. I mean it's it's a pretty good size teddy bear like kind of thing. Cool. And it's adorable.
0: These daily posts are where?
1: These daily posts are on well, we call it the sketch blog, but it's it's actually sketch at comic related.
0: Okay, so, so it's if comic you go related. to
1: comicrelated.com dot com slash sketch. You can find these posts every day. If you go to the main page of Comic Related, go to the end of the bar at the top in its own font, <laughs> there is the sketch link. And you can click on that. It'll take you right to it. One of the new things we have is we have a reply section.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. So people, if they like that particular thing, can say so. If they dislike it, they can say so. Or if they want uh, more of the same, more of that kind of post, they can let us know. Right. And I really encourage people to use that particular uh, thing to let, you know, let me know uh, if they like what we're doing.
0: Sounds great, John. Bill, what's going on Mm -hmm. over at the uh, bulletin boards? I know you've been active lately.
2: Uh, The biggest thing is our uh, Sketch Magazine Art Contest. The blood and roses versus the minotaur art yeah. contest that has been uh judged we have a winner that winner was james i'm going to tear up his name here Bujoskis. uh he was the he got the most votes Very nice of, piece. yeah and uh second was it's only his screen name is dsw third was jeff witty our old buddy cycle mud old buddy Woo! yep yeah, and uh, I'm, you know, pleased with the, the entries that we had. I'm also pleased with the, you know, the guest judges that we had coming in. You we had, oh, let's see. Here's, here's a list. Uh, Mike Grell, Ron Fortier, Jerry uh, Reed, Mike Nedcer, Robin Ador, uh, Chris Noweth, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, Neil Vokes, Laverne Kenzerski Stas Johnson, Billy Tan, X-Men artist, uh Joe Caroni, Jim Craig, our buddy Chuck Moore, other buddy uh, Bo Smith, Dan Pinosi, and and Sean Parsons. Uh, I'm just really pleased with the people who's. Some of them have some really excellent insights, and it, if you look at the entries and then you read the judges' comments, you can see for yourself how this many different people, the ones that had time to actually add comments or little criti- uh, critiques or praises or whatever, how each maybe is pull a certain way by a certain piece and maybe it's because of their background. But, uh, yeah, we, it was, yeah, it, it was good.
0: I read a couple of them. I thought Ron's, um, thing about the close-up of, uh, I think it was blood's butt. Um, right. That sort of cracked me up. I, it was a great contest and they get some blue line gifts. The winner does. And, the top three gets posted in Sketch Magazine. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it may be. It may be a couple more. It, okay. it, it kind of depends yeah. on how much. Uh, we had another entry mm-hmm. that uh, he had problems uploading, which I didn't find out about until um, until later. But I liked his stuff too, so we, we may do more. It okay. just depends depends on time. But uh, we, also
0: have an Sketch... co-
2: we We actually have an, another contest from the, um, last year, the coloring contest. That Dana Frega, um Sergeant Rock piece where we had um, Tim Tilly won that and right. we never got to publish it because right we'll know, a, it was last year.
0: But a long stretch of no sketches. Right. Um, well, I would say in forty-one we'll be owing the uh, the coloring contest winners and the Blood and Roses contest winners. Yeah. I, so it will be, I, we will post those I, in the Alex Ross issue of Sketch. Be issue forty-one.
2: Right. One thing I want to stress and, and I to stress it to some of the some of the guys is that just like portfolios you never know who's going to be looking at your work and just by looking at this list of judges gave votes or comments or whatever these guys looked at your work and there's some pretty hefty names in there and i respect every one of them for you know giving their opinion and their votes and i'm glad we got the entries that we did i mean it was you know it it, it was awesome
0: you never know Who the judges are, or who the judges know, right? They could pass your link on to somebody else. So you know what? I can ask me a judge over here. This stuff's pretty cool. Check them out.
1: Exactly. So yeah. And speaking of links, um, Mm -hmm. if people want to go to the front page of Comic Related, on the right hand side in the Rapid Fire News section, there is a link to the contest and to all the judges uh opinions right and so uh third one down at the moment now that will drop eventually but right
0: eventually that drop off so after that they can just go to the community correct
1: right they can go to the community or there's right there's a rapid fire news archive that they can always go to okay or they can just go straight to in the forums themselves they can go to the sketch magazine forum then click on the contest link right then click on the blood and roses pro art contest link right so it's three click or actually four clicks to get in there but uh it's well worth it so if you go right now or within uh a few days of hearing this uh you know you'll be able to get straight there from the front page but uh, if you miss out you'll have to search for it but it's well worth it and i see exactly what ron means about uh <laughs> i uh, love that about cameras behind <laughs> yeah <that. laughs> yeah
0: i thought that was cute and bill you have something next coming up correct are we going to do this again
2: oh yeah uh actually danny mickey was going to be one of our judges and he's given me uh a, a rousing about giving some inker love especially since you know both of us are anchors and uh I said, yeah, I just need to find a piece. So if you can find a piece of uh, good penciling thing, if we you know what we talked about before, mm-hmm. that we can use for the art contest, we can do an inking one, and uh, we can run the, the whole show with inking, coloring, lettering, all of it. Okay. So, so yeah, we're go- we're definitely doing. We may shoot for you know contests every month. Right. Um, the board has an online contest, but you know it's an ABM challenge, mm-hmm. which is Afterburn Media. Right. from our old board but um, the winner of that just gets to choose the subject of the next challenge which but, is um, fun
0: too that sort of yeah. carries oh, over yeah. from our old board when we were after our media before Chuck opened his arms up and absorbed the uh, the boards for us um, right. there's a lot to run in boards as we all found out um, oh, yeah. and Bill was really involved in trying to keep the boards running so we jumped on with 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 Chuck. They, and the good thing is a lot of the guys moved over with it, and they've kept that going, which is very, very cool. We should probably give that a little love over on the Sketch page, too, sketchmagazine.net.
1: That's that's a good idea, right actually.
0: We'll talk more offline about that. So yep. Pretty cool. Um, sketch 40 is hitting the printers, and it's no joke. <laughs> it's been long in coming, but it's coming. Um, should be shipping within the next couple of weeks. I truly apologize for the long delays, Um, I stayed in there sort of what set it up and you know as I've been saying you can't go backwards you're going to move forward and I think the next year, the couple years is going to be some of the best issues of Sketch we've ever done. If you've been a long time subscriber I truly appreciate it, we all appreciate it. Um, Hopefully you've learned something and we can continue to, to share our love of creating comics with you in Sketch Magazine and Sketch Magazine.net and Sketch over on CR and the bulletin boards. It's it's um, I'm excited next year with some things that's going on this week as next year I will get to tour again. And because of uh, business that was going on prior, I really wasn't able to do many shows. Um, I'm going to be at a couple of shows at the end of this year, strictly walk what I call walkthroughs. Walking about, hand out samples, talking to creators. But next year I'll be setting up again, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. So yeah, I'm anxious to get out there with Sketch, get it going. Um, Next issue 41 is Alex Ross. The interviews in the can. Bill Love, who's been a big participant in Sketch in the past few years, he is putting an interview together right now. So it's already been done. He's transcribing it, and he'll be getting it in our hands very soon. Another thing exciting about that is, is we've got parts of the interview will be moved over here to the podcast. Bill is officially bookmarking parts of it that won't fit within the written interview that we'll be able to showcase here in the podcast. So uh, as soon as we can get those together, we'll be premiering some of those.
2: That is awesome.
0: That is pretty cool. Yeah. I do too. So this has been a good one, guys. We'll have to do this again next week. Why don't we? Yes, I think we shall.
2: Um, what the heck?
0: Yeah, it's all sign off.
2: This is Bill.
0: And this is John. (laughs) And this is Bob. Thanks for listening.